stuck in our homes But you're not alone Press that it feet at peace Where you shoot the breeze COVID-19 has you down Down So stay with us and hang around Until it all works out Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. How are you today? Happy Sunday. Yeah, it's always bittersweet Sunday, right? Like it's the second day yeah. of the weekend and that's awesome. But right around the time we're recording, recording at eight at night on a Sunday, this is the time we were saying we wind it up and start again tomorrow. That's right. It all starts over again. So, but did you have a good day? I had a really nice day. Um, we, I, I woke up this morning, I read a little, um, and then um, I came downstairs and wound up, Kara was talking about um, how she was unhappy with the way parts of our backyard looked. And so we uh, started cutting down large amounts of um, shrubbery that we've never particularly liked. So we were doing a lot of yard work. And then um, the, the, I guess, sort of funny, sad, and highly eventful part of the day was when we were standing next to the pool talking about this, and all of a sudden, I hear plop into the pool, and Kara goes, oh, expletive deleted, because it's her oh, phone. Oh, no. Oh, no. So her iPhone is now at the bottom of the pool. The pool was just opened yesterday, and she's like, where's the net? And I'm like, we, we couldn't find the net. You know, the you skimmer. You didn't dive in after it? I did. That's exactly what I did. I ripped my leg All off, right. dove into the pool, and it was very uh, invigorating, let's say, because uh, it was quite cold. And um, but then we did we did yard work for a good chunk of the day. We probably did like two to three hours of of yard work together. And then um, after that, I uh, what did we do this afternoon? Um, I don't remember all the things I did this afternoon, but I know it wound up with me taking a walk, and then I grilled fish and steak, made a salad and corn for Wow. So. I'm impressed. Yeah, that brings us to eight o'clock. That's what happened today. How's the phone? Doesn't seem to be doing so well right now. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll find, we'll know more tomorrow. We, um, we followed all of the instructions, you know, I had it vertically in a dry place and kept tapping it to try to knock any water out but it was down there for, you know it was completely submerged for probably about two and a half to three minutes okay. um it's water resistant and i was looking online and it's supposed to be able to withstand that um but it may not have. okay do you have it in rice no i was looking at that we always used to do that and they said uh, a lot of the newer guidance is like the rice is kind of a dicey proposition the rice okay. itself can get damp if the phone's wet um, or if it's coming in and then you end up with other issues. Well, I don't think you're supposed to eat the rice after you dry out your phone. No, that, that wasn't that wasn't the issue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I spent my day poolside on our mm -hmm. pool deck. Um, it was a balmy 72 degrees in Northern Virginia. Right. And the water was considerably colder than that. 
And Timmy spent the entire day playing in his little pool. The entire day. Did not seem to bother him at all. Good. So jumped in. Apparently the um, swimming trunks, he no longer likes Paw Patrol. And I bought him Paw Patrol swimming trunks. And he was very offended by them. So he took them off when he was in the pool and just played naked in the pool for about three and a half hours this afternoon. I'd like to tell you that that's, you know, that's um, abnormal and your kid's really unique, but I can tell you with two boys, one of whom at that age frequently was doing the same thing. The really? one we spoke I... to yesterday. Oh my yeah. God, Jackson. Jackson, Jackson, when he was even a little bit older than that, sometimes he'd ask us, he's like, can I do it? And we'd go, sure, Jay. And he would just rip off all his clothes and run around the backyard naked like yeah. a maniac. And then he'd come back and he's like, that was great. <laughs> I don't understand it. But he loves doing it. So, and we, I mean, nobody could see, so it was fine. But he had an absolute blast. And I just, I worked around the yard while he was splashing and uh, played a little bit of uh, beach volleyball while he was in the pool with them. Back and okay. forth. Yeah. And um, I actually set up a little table in my garage where I get pretty strong Wi-Fi and I can see the mm -hmm. pool. So now I can work on my pool deck. So tomorrow I will be taking my computer down there and working poolside. Very nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Well and thought then, out, um, I know. Uh, Robbie and I went for a really long bike ride today. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to keep from watching and obsessing on the news. Uh, last night there was a, a protest in Manassas about a block from where Scott and I used to live from our very first oh, townhouse. Really? Yeah. So our Taco Bell is no more. Um, that, that was destroyed and they busted into the Best Buy, um, broke the windows. I don't, I'm assuming things were looted. I don't know. But I know that the Taco Bell was was very heavily damaged, um, and it just it breaks my heart all around because I I understand the anger and I understand the rage, but and I I do believe that it's a small contingent of bad apples in these protesters um, that are that are trying to make this become destructive. But it's just it's There's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking and it's also very hard to truly understand what's going on because there's so much conflicting information flying around. I, I've seen a, a lot of videos of of um, people who are not protesters who are, you know, they're they're not there. They're just there to create havoc. Right. Uh, and they're they're reportedly using the protesters basically as shields. So they go, they destroy stuff and then they blend into the crowd because they're all masked up. But they're not they're not there to protest. They're not part of. Um, and you have to wonder, like, how does one grow up to do that? Like, what what kind of person does that? I don't understand. I don't know. This is it, it's it's clearly not a good time. If you want to see something that will make you feel at least marginally better, go watch. Uh, just Google um, Flint um, police chief or Flint sheriff. Flint in Flint, Michigan, there was a really powerful um, powerful video of of the chief of police or the sheriff of the police department, I don't know which, um, you know, yelling at the protesters, we're here to protect you. Um, we love you, we're part of this community. And, you know, shouting, what can we do? And all the, a lot of people just started saying, walk with us, walk with us. Mm -hmm. And he said, all right, let's go. 
and you know he he had dropped his helmet he dropped his baton everything and and he participated in the march and it was a really peaceful march i and think i seems think like that maybe is... we need more of that I think at the core, people want to be heard and want to be listened to and want to be acknowledged because all three of they, all three of those things have to happen before change can happen. I mean, ironic that it's in Flint because they still don't have drinking water, but that's a def different issue. <laughs> no, that, that's exactly right. It's interesting, Peggy. At work, we earlier this year, I brought together um, about 50 of our employees for um, some for training from some outside consultants. And um, it was, it, it, it's all about sort of how you see other people. Do you see people as objects or do you see them as people? And very commonly, and, and you do it with Scott, I do it with Kara, we see them as objects at specific times. They're just things we need to manipulate to get what we want. That's a default setting for all of us. Sometimes we don't see them as people. We see them as something that's in our way. Um, My and husband, it, you know, your wife, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, and obviously in the workplace as well. Right. Um, and one of the interesting things, so, so we did this training, we did a two-day training, and um, we've, we've got these 50 people who are you know, continuing to talk to each other regularly. Um, I'm sending out videos every week to them personally, just saying, hey, remember, remember what we're focused on and here's some suggestions. And every week I post a new video and many of the videos um, that this organization, this consulting group posts actually relate to police departments and SWAT teams. Um, they've done work with a KC SWAT team that was one of the most, quote, effective in that they busted a lot of people and they caught a lot of bad guys. And they were also the part of the KC uh, Police Department that cost them the most money, had the most lawsuits, everything. And they put this team or the leader of the team through training and it completely transformed how they approached their community. Um, there's another story of, um, I think, also in Kansas City of a, a police, a group of policemen there who, who went through the training that changed Indianapolis. They're doing it. It's just fascinating. And it's so obvious when you, when you look at what's happening um, and you wonder why we've got all this violence and this misunderstanding. It's in significant part because we're seeing, you know, some people see other people as just objects um and not as human beings and it's really dangerous yeah it's scary times it's it's really hard i've been struggling on how to explain all of this to the kids i mean robbie just turned 14 and and he saw that there were protests in philadelphia and his first thing is you know is the liberty bell okay you know <laughs> and Timmy's like, but so are all the bad germs gone? Because he's seeing crowds on TV and he knows he can't go outside because there are bad germs. So it's like, oh. Well, yeah, there's the whole coronavirus overlay to this. Max was talking to me today. He's got a bunch of friends who, who wanted him to go participate in a protest. And um, before he had all the facts about it, it's actually an auto protest. So it's not nearly as, but he was looking at all the stuff that's going on in New York City yesterday. And I hadn't seen any of the videos until today. Um, I was just kicking around today and, and saw some of these videos. And so I'm coming at this a little bit late to the dance, but man, oh man, I mean, just watching, you know, police cars basically run over people um, mm -hmm. and watching people getting tased and maced for, 
what don't seem to be great reasons. Um, saw an elderly guy in Salt Lake City walking with a cane. Guy had to be in his 70s, literally get knocked over by cops. I mean, yep. just got knocked over. And it's like, what what is going on here? And Max was saying, I feel really strongly about this. Like, I feel like we should be addressing the issue, but I'm terrified to go out. And yeah. having seen the videos, I don't blame them. It, this is scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, it. I do. I mean, not all police are bad. Obviously, I think that that that's bare. That's worth repeating. Yeah. There's, you know, the, the, there are a lot of police officers in these riots as well. Um, it's just, it's a horrible situation, and I, I really. Like the country's coming to a point where it's just gonna boil over if things don't change. Yeah, that's so. that's the risk. I mean, I told Max today, I was like, "Look, this is as close to probably civil war as we've been at since maybe the '60s." I mean, it's this is uncharted territory. I mean, I, you and I were around for Ferguson. We were around for Rodney King. This feels different. Um, it's much less contained, and it's much more. It, things things aren't getting de-escalated by by the people and parts of the government that you would expect to try to de-escalate. They're escalating, and that's that's what's scary. And I think that the stress of COVID is is adding to the rage fires as well. People are unemployed. Um, a lot of these communities that, that are having the strongest protests are also the same ones that have been hit the hardest yep. by, by coronavirus. Um, I, I will tell you, I'm terrified in two weeks what's going to happen to our pandemic numbers. Are they going to go up? Or are they going to go down? I, I don't know. Um, but I, I know I'm staying put because of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel very much the same way. I, had, I went out today to, to pick up um, something at our local deli. Uh, for Kara to surprise her and I walked in and it was wall-to-wall -wall people there were probably 30 people in the deli and some of them were wearing masks some weren't I'm like what the hell is going on I mean yeah. all the deli all the employees were but they're just people walking in and it's like well so the rules have changed in the last week what happened I mean nothing has changed yeah, people. Um, but, I think people got tired of it and just decided the same. The same is around here. They just people just I, aren't wearing them anymore. I don't think it's just that people are tired. I think when they hear phase one, when they hear that there's reopening, I just think there's this disconnect, and it's like, all right, so there, you know, now it's back to normal. Like, even though it's it's not supposed to be, that's not what phase one in any state is supposed to be. You still are supposed to wear masks and social distance anywhere where you're going to be in public. People aren't doing it. And part of this is also, I think, a broader underlying just cultural issue, right? This is not something we've ever done in the United States before. If, if we were in China, people in China have been wearing masks outside because of smog and all, all sorts of other issues for decades. Like mm -hmm. I, I fly enough flights nationally and internationally to know that it's very common to be on planes um, with people from China, from Japan, and they're wearing masks. That's just culturally quite common. In the US, it's the exact opposite. And so I think that there's also just sort of this independent like resistance, right? It's like, we don't have to do that. Right. And that's part of being what American is. It's this independence, but um, it's really hard when 
things go badly um, to to get everyone to quote toe the line. It's just hard. Yeah. So we'll see what the next few days unfold. Hopefully, hopefully the riots calm down. Hopefully conversations and dialogues can begin. Hopefully we can begin to heal from COVID and from from all of these other issues that are just it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, so. well, unfortunately, these other issues have been around since before the Civil War. And um, I know this is this is revealing just in some ways, just how little we've actually progressed. Um, yeah. And I think I personally believe that more people are are good and and don't view the world in the way that the people who aren't good view it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's there's systemic stuff going on here that's unacceptable. Yeah, change. I I do think that something is gonna we're we're at a crossroads, and things are gonna have to change. So, but we can't change it. We can only talk about it and try to provide some entertainment in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, your kid gets in a pool naked. That's that's what we're focusing on. That's right. That's all I can handle right now. So that we have a lot of cupcakes left over. Um, and I have a little workspace in my pool deck, a.k.a. That's garage. That's great. Yeah. So, all right. Have great a good Sunday evening. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. We're stuck in our home.